Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at patreon.com slash inspired disorder. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality. This is my top five films from the Purge franchise. Uh, this is a franchise that I've enjoyed rewatching. I don't know what inspired the rewatch. There is a new release that just came out, The Forever Purge. Uh, and I had seen a couple of the Purge movies in the past, but fell off. It felt like reality was getting a little bit too close to uh, the reality of the Purge. Um, but, you know, now that Trump's not in office, the franchise hits a little bit different, which I appreciate. I enjoy... Uh, I enjoyed re-watching the franchise. It's, I mean, it's only five movies. There are plans for a sixth film to be written uh, by James uh, DeMonico, who is the writer of all of the films. He directed the first three of the Purge films, The Purge, The Purge Anarchy, and The Purge Election Year. Um, he also wrote and created the TV show, The Purge, which I have not watched. Watched like an episode or two. But I enjoyed rewatching the Purge franchise, so let's get into it with my top five. Let's rank them. Let's rank these top five films. Starting off with number five, this is the one I liked the least. Not to say I didn't like it, but I liked it the least, and I'll say why I liked it the least. Coming in at number five is The First Purge, which came out in 2018. It is not the first movie in the franchise. It is a prequel. Uh, it came out fourth in the franchise. This one came out after election year. Uh, but this shows, the reason I do like it is because it shows how The Purge started. Uh, the reason I don't like it is because there's these stupid contacts that you don't see anywhere else in the film ever. And even in that, I mean, in any of the other films, you don't see these contacts. But even in the movie, The First Purge, these contacts, which are designed for the science, the scientists who are make, do, running this experiment, uh, they use those contacts to, uh, you know, just to monitor people, to watch people as they kill or whatever they're going to do on this purge night. Uh, but you don't see this contacts anywhere. The the technology of these contacts doesn't make sense. It's not, it, like the movie takes place in like modern day. It's not like some futuristic time of contact wearing. Uh, so I didn't like the contact part. But then they just disappear. Most of the like surveillance that's done by these scientists is done by like just regular security cameras. So it was like an unnecessary, as an unnecessary aspect to it that just bugged me a little bit. And because of that, it, it brought it all the way. Because there's on all the other ones, there's nothing that is like, oh, why did they even do that? This one, why did they even do that? Uh, but it's interesting. So the the how the whole purge fran purge started in this world is uh, a new political group called the NFFA, the New Founding Fathers of America, uh, which is basically the conservative party currently. Trump's conservative. What Trump had done to the conservative party, really like amplifying it, really bringing in all the white white supremacist groups and KKK and all the hate groups. Like Trump really rallied all those hate groups together and made them part of the conservative party, which most of them were anyway. Uh, the NFFA, supposed to be a third party that got popular, but we all know it's the conservative party. It's basically like if the NRA was a political party, which they might as well be 
the uh, conservative party as well. But the NFFA gets in power and they have this experiment that they're doing uh, where they're going to shut down Staten Island and for 12 hours they're going to eliminate all crimes. No, no emergency services will be available. All crimes are permitted. Uh, and the, the idea is what, what the, the goal of the government being controlled by the NFFA, the goal of that government is to eliminate all the poor people and the brown people. And it's, it's very pointed, the, the, the premise of what they're trying to do. And it's just interesting to see how it all starts. Uh, it kind of ends with, like, after the purge ends at the end of this film, like, everybody's like, arms over shoulders, like, we did it, we defended ourselves, we survived the purge, yay, we're successful. But then meanwhile, like, we know the reality of the purge, because we've seen, because it's a prequel, we've seen other purge movies where it's just, it just, that was just the first one. They, they didn't end anything. It's just they were they they were the experiment, and within the experiment, like everybody's partying when they when they're given the opportunity to do whatever they want, they end up just partying. So the government wants to juice those numbers. They want to get the ball rolling. So they they introduce. Then you start seeing these hate groups show up, and you start seeing like they they paid like ringers like crazy people. They're like bringing people in. It's like, do you want to participate in the purge? We're going to give you five grand. And you can go out, you have to wear these contacts, you go out. So they, like, juice the numbers, claiming it's science. But there's no control group. I mean, I guess other civilization, the rest of the country is the control group. I don't know. Uh, but the beginning, it was just they just wanted to party, and then things started going downhill once the government started uh, juicing those numbers, uh, juicing the impact. Um, but, yeah, a good movie. I enjoyed it. it it's like... Interesting to see how it all started, but as far as the franchise, it's my least favorite. Uh, so that's why it's number five. So moving on to number four, my fourth favorite Purge movie in the franchise is the very first Purge movie called The Purge, which came out in 2013, a very simple, independent movie, takes place in one location. You're, you're in the, the home of a family inside of a, a nice gated community. All the neighbors have super nice houses. The owner of this house is, uh, is Ethan Hawke, and he works for the security company that sells all of, you know, sells like these roll-up doors that are a big part of the franchise in general. He's, he's made all this money selling all these security equipment to all of his neighbors. Um, you know, and they're talking about how they, they, you know, they were able to add an addition to the house. Uh, but it's a very simple movie that that introduces this premise that, for whatever reason, the government's like, we're going to do a purge. It's the purge night. Everybody's hunkering down in their, their protected things. But the family inside Ethan Hawke's house are betraying him. They're letting people in to his his what should be a lockdown home during the purge. Uh, but the threat is misguided. Two people are let in that aren't supposed to be there. The daughter brings in the boyfriend, and the son sees a, a black guy outside that's, needs, that's looking for shelter, looking because he's being tracked down. He needs help. 
So the, the son opens the door, lets the black guy in, right? So the movie is like trying to show how what we perceive as a threat isn't necessarily a threat. And the threats that are really potentially dangerous to us are the ones that are unexpected, right? It's like, it's like people worried about their kids being kidnapped, but like most kids that are kidnapped are done so by a family member or like abused, like child abuse is usually done by somebody in the family. Uh, it's not a stranger. And what happens in this movie is that it's the, the girl's boyfriend that's the, dan- the real danger, not the black guy. Um, so it has similar themes that are carried out in the other films, but it's all self-contained. The reason why it's number two and not, my no- or not number five, I mean, it, it could have been higher, but this one, because it was the first film in the franchise, and one of the things that I, I, I kind of enjoy in the franchise are the creativity in the masks that people wear, which you really see in, in all of the other films. It's just this first film. There's no, I mean, there's a group of kids that show up, these privileged white kids that want to come in and kill the black guy, and they wear kind of masks, but they're not as creative. Like the mask game in the Purge franchise really takes a step up after the, this first film. So because of that, because I think masks are a big part of the franchise, just the look of the franchise, these crazy masks that people wear, uh, because those aren't there, that's why it's number four. That's it. That's the only reason. Otherwise, it's a good movie. You know, it's simple. All the other ones are a lot bigger, but it, it, and it's, it's good. Ethan Hawke's good. Performances are good. The story's good. The themes from the, th- the first one carry throughout the whole franchise. Uh, but that's my number four film, The Purge. The Purge from 2013. Moving on to my number three pick. My number three pick in the Purge franchise is The Purge Anarchy, which is the, the sequels. The first sequel in the franchise uh, came out one year later, 2014. Uh, this one is bringing Frank Grillo, who I first really he came onto my radar really where i where i really paid attention to his name as an actor was the most recent movie uh boss level which is a great action movie uh but this one unknowing it was him like watching this like is that frank grillo is that the dude from from boss level and it is and he's pretty great he's like he's a dude on a mission which you don't find out what his mission is he's going to kill somebody obviously on the purge he's out purging but while he's out purging this one takes place in la uh you have like all these different characters it's a little bit into the purge so even like you know everybody's got their their security their home security and you're seeing like throughout the city the different you know types of security measures people have uh, and what they're doing. Um, and there's a, a, a couple, uh, which one of the guys from, uh, um, what's that movie, that show called? Um, Friday Night Lights. He's the, the, the artistic quarterback guy from that, that show. Uh, he's one of, he's the, one of the people in this couple that gets stranded in the city. Uh, you have Lakeith Stanfield in a very, small role in this one didn't even realize it was him like i didn't really know him like this must have been one of his first movies or something like that 
Uh, and I apologize if I just said his name wrong. That that could be entirely possible. But uh, it's, you know, this group of people, and then there's this mother-daughter that uh, are also trying to, um, like, they're they're trying to survive. It's like this group of people just trying to survive the night in L.A., going through, cool killing. You get to see Frank Grillo be, be his badass self, protecting these people even though he doesn't want to, but he needs a car. His car breaks down, so these people tell him, they're like, oh, if you get me here, we have a car that we can give you and you can go do your thing. Um, you also get to see the government sending in actual, like, these semi-trucks with giant Gatling guns on the back, and that's, that's how they're, they're contributing to the purge, you know, juicing their numbers even further. Um, but, yeah, it's a good movie, and in a lot of ways, there's another movie in this franchise that's very similar. I just think the other one does a little bit more, that's a little bit more impactful. I care a little bit more about the characters. Uh, but this one's still good. This one also shows the underbelly the other things that happen in the purge like this this uh this dad actually is that the one in purge anarchy yeah you could become a martyr like rich people will will like if you're a terminally ill person like poor person and you can go and become a martyr where rich people will just order you like like uber eats and you come to their house and then they take pleasure in killing you like they release the beast uh, this movie also shows kind of the cult nature of wealthy people and the whole purge thing. Um, but yeah, it's a good movie. It introduced some more. The Mask game, uh, this is where, I mean, it's the second movie in the franchise. And this is like, you could, you could tell that the, this is, the Mask game is part of the franchise. This is where you realize that it, because it's scary. It's scary to see people in these weird masks. Um, really weird, like homemade weird masks. Uh, but yeah, really fleshes out the purge as because you're seeing it in a whole city. Great. So that's my number three, Purge Anarchy. You got Frank Grillo, who's a great action star, uh, great action actor. Uh, the story, the reason why he's going on the purge is great. Uh, you know, and and the the end how that actually ends and how his decision, how his decision to be uh, forgiving actually helps him is great. Uh, but yeah, number three, it's, it's right in the middle, right in the middle, the purge anarchy. Moving on to number two, my second favorite movie in the purge franchise is the most recent, the purge or the forever purge. It's a movie that I reviewed uh, recently yesterday. Um, this one is, uh, a lot of different things happen in this one. Uh, this one is, takes place in Texas. You have the whole immigrants coming into the country at the movie. Americans are the immigrants trying to flee, uh, the American, uh, refugees trying to flee to Mexico and Canada. Uh, you have all of these hate groups that have been propped up by the, the NFFA over the franchise have just taken over and have decided to just continue their murder uh, and, and realize that they can overpower the government and that the basically the government eats its own tail because the NFFA in this movie is back in control, back in the political control, and they reinstated the purge. 
And because of that, these hate groups took the opportunity to now not only kill everybody that's not white, but also, you know, attack the government for trying to stop them. So it's, it's, they, they created a monster that they could not control. Uh, but yeah, the Forever Purge. There's there's a lot of this movie that I really enjoyed. Uh, the fact that it's not in a city is is interesting. I mean, the very end of the movie takes place in a city, but it's it's a completely different take on on the purge. Being in Texas, you don't really mostly the movie is not the purge. It doesn't take place during the actual purge. It shows you a little bit before the night of the purge, and then it shows you the aftermath of the purge. Uh, and how people aren't stopping. Um, a great movie, but not my number one. And obviously, there's only five films out, so you, everybody, you know, if they're keeping score, will know what my number one film is, so let's just get to that. If you want to hear my in-depth thoughts on The Forever Purge, watch my review. Uh, but let's move on to my number one film. My number one, my favorite Purge movie in the franchise is Purge Election Year. And this is one that I, I don't think I had seen this one. I don't think I had seen the first Purge or Purge Election Year. Like, I had, I don't know. My, I, you know, when Trump became elected, I kind of tapped out. And this one came out 2016. Uh, and it was just like, uh, it's like reality is too, is too much. I can't, it's blurred. Like, it, it, it's too, it's too much of a possibility. You know, and the purge election year could have been could easily like we're we it feels so much like we're just a step or two from the forever purge happening. Uh, but the purge election year I like you got Frank Grillo is back. He is now the lead security guy for a presidential candidate, a female uh, senator who is running for president. Uh, she's running and she wants to end the purge. Um, against who wants to beat the NFFA, who keeps winning. And the NFFA, because of the purge, they hammer those, those uh, stats of, like, low crime, low poverty, because they're all dead, uh, low, uh, like, low uh, unemployment, because they're all dead. Like, they, they, they pump these stats that make it sound like they're doing good, but if you look at how they're doing it, is that they're just killing everybody that falls under that line. Um, so anyway, this one's election year, which already gives it a, a lot more weight. Like, understanding how important an election is, especially after this last one uh, with Trump and Biden, like, the importance of getting Trump out of office, you feel that in election year. Because, like, these people, I mean, it's more so in this movie, obviously, because the purge is, like, is is more literally what's going what what a lot of these politicians would love to do but there's like still that 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 just like fear and need to get away from people that want to just destroy a huge percentage of the population because it's just too much for them to handle uh too much for them to give a shit about um there's also like i mean it's it's like a revolution it's 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 like these people that all want the same thing and they're all doing different things. You have one of these characters that's like this freelance medic person that goes out on the purge because all the emergency services are closed down, but they go out and they try and help people and heal people. You got like these radical extremists that are trying to 
uh, plan this assassination. You've got the the wealthy elite uh, part of the NFA that's doing like their cult sacrifices. You have so much stuff. You got the Frank Grillo stuff. You got the murder tourism uh, thing, which is an interesting aspect of like. And this is like the first time in the purge in the world of the purge where elected officials are open to being purged as well. Obviously, it's an election year, so the NFFA would clearly want somebody to kill the, the, the opposition, the only opposition they have. So, of course, they would lift the ban on attacking, uh, you know, potential uh, federal employees. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, a great, it's a great movie. And, it, like, I really care about these characters. There's uh, a business owner and then one of his employees, and they have, like, a little bond thing where the employee is, like, an immigrant, and, like, he's worked there for many years, and the, the owner's like, listen, man, when I, want, when I retire, I want to give this to you. Like, you've been here helping me out for so long. You, you know, you've, you've made a different life for yourself, and it's like you care about these characters. You care about Grillo. You care about this politician that actually wants to do the right thing, right? She's trying to stop revolutionaries from doing something that would pretty much benefit herself but also would create a martyr situation um but yeah purge election year i thought it did uh, all the same things that the other purge movies do as far as messaging as far as what it's trying to say but it it sets it in like a setting where the stakes are higher than just surviving the night like, these people need to survive the night because they need to be around to change things. They need to be around to make this, this country better. Uh, and because of that, I thought it was the best. I thought it was the best. And that was the last one that James uh, DeMonico directed. He directed The Purge, which is the first film that came out, released in the, in the franchise. He directed Purge Anarchy and Purge Election Year. This one took place in D.C., obviously, Anarchy took place in L.A., both of which are cities. So it was refreshing to see the Forever Purge take place in a, in a completely different environment, uh, but still all written by James D'Amico. And apparently uh, the Blumhouse company that produces all these movies uh, wanted to do a sixth film. James DeMonico uh, wrote... Uh, and and thought that uh, the Forever Purge was going to be the last one, but he has ideas to write a sixth film, so I'm excited to see that when it comes out. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed this this franchise. I really did. Let me go over my list uh, of my top for Purge movies. The the first Purge, which is a prequel that came out after Purge Election Year, uh, so it definitely took a step down. Like, if you were watching these in chronological order of release, you have the, first, the Purge, you have Purge Anarchy, then you have Purge Election Year, and then you go and do a prequel, the, pur the first Purge, which does good things to set up. It fills in that gap as far as the franchise itself, but I just didn't think it was executed as well as the other ones. Uh, then you have uh, the Forever Purge, then you have uh, the six, uh, the, the uh, never mind. The Forever Purge is the most newest one. So anyway, let me do... I think I was <laughs> doing that anyway. So top five, one more time. Number five, The First Purge. Number four, The Purge. Number three, uh, The Purge Anarchy. Number four, 
the Forever Purge, and my favorite uh, number f- number one. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing with numbers anymore. My brain has been purged. My ability to think has been purged. Uh, number five is the first purge. Number four is the purge. Number three is the purge anarchy. Number two is the forever purge. And my number one purge film is the purge election year. I really enjoy the franchise. Uh, it's, it, I love watching them in order. I watch them in order of the story. So I actually watched the first Purge first, and then I watched the Purge second. Uh, they're actually, my r- ranking is almost in order of their chronological in the universe of the Purge, except for the Forever Purge. Uh, almost made my number one, but the fact the the stakes in the in in the purge election year i thought brought it up and frank grillo's great uh you know he wasn't in the in the forever purge uh but i've heard is going to be back in the the newest one that that should be coming out but anyway the purge franchise i enjoyed it i hope you do too fingers crossed uh america doesn't turn into uh the end of the forever purge Get yourself some amazing coffee over at stationhousecoffee.com and follow Station House Coffee on Instagram. That's your place for small batch, single origin, premium coffee brewed in Thetford Center, Vermont, shipped directly to you. Go now to stationhousecoffee.com and order yourself some amazing coffee. And don't forget to follow Station House Coffee. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on IGTV, YouTube, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad free over at patreon.com slash inspired disorder. Buy Ray Taylor show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor show. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Peace. Oh!